What's up, everybody? How you doing? How you living? Austin Cunningham and Justin Trees coming to you today before the draft. You are actually going to be listening to this on the day of the draft. So congrats. Draft day is here. There was an awful movie made about it. But you know what? Maybe they can just redo it and have the trades be realistic. But today is the actual draft day. Something to be excited for. We've been working on this, Trees, for I don't know how long, watching film, looking at players, traveling for it. We went to Mobile. Uh, some, fr- some friends of ours went to the Combine, actually. Was in Indianapolis meeting people. We weren't able to go. But hey, great time. Glad it's finally here. Congrats to all you guys. I'm sure if you're listening, you've probably done some type of work as well or mock draft or interest on what decision you think your team should go. So hopefully they make the right decision and do what's best for your happiness with this because there's going to be a lot of people pissed off tomorrow night or tonight. So I'm excited. But Chiefs, man, how are you? You got a little a little different shirt today. We're not rocking a T-shirt. Guess you decided to kind of spiffy up for the old video today, eh? I'm trying, you know, I had to wear, I had to wear the golf shirt and I'm like, yeah, it's still somewhat nice. My hair is just way too long to even try to do it at this point. So the hat's not coming off. So just have to deal with that. Uh, but you're right. It's draft day, uh, two draft day, of the movie. Um, you're right. Not good at all, but wonder what I still watch it sometimes. So, Hey, uh, that's how it is. I love the whole part about it. It's like when he's eating the pancakes in the morning, I'm always like, man, I want to eat pancakes in the morning and day of the draft and be drafted players one day. That would be awesome. Ah, that'll never happen, but super fun. Um, and then you're right. A lot of work has gone into it. Everybody's that listens to us. Yeah, I'm sure they all do it as well. So um, yeah, it's awesome. It's cool because like, this is just another milestone of the off season. Like it's, you know, it's once the playoffs are done, then you got Mobile with the Senior Bowl, then you got the Combine, then you got this, and then it's like, okay, a mini camp, and then it's like, oh, it's almost the season again. So that's uh, that's exciting. Um, I'm ready for it, though. I'm super excited. Uh, I finally think I've locked down who I want the Jags to go with. It's weird because I usually fall in love with players, but, like, this draft, there's actually – I'm fine with, like, seven or eight different – possibilities here assuming that they uh stick with their picks at 9 and 20 and don't make any trades and not do unrealistic things like jeff akuda right like at nine like that's just not gonna happen uh i think right now i am at i would like Derek brown at nine justin jefferson at 20 and then trade an early um second round pick for Yannick and go after a cornerback. And then with their early second round pick that they already have, then you can make that decision of another edge rusher or an offensive tackle. Okay. Dang. So I think that's my, that's my dream right now. Like (laughs) most realistic thing possible. uh, If we're just talking first round, Derek Brown, Justin Jefferson. I I think that's fair. I think that's, Probably has a good chance of happening if Derek Brown does slide past the Panthers. Uh, it does sound like there's going to be several teams trading up to potentially get a tackle or another defensive player because there's. I feel like this season more than others, or at least the last four or five drafts that I've like wholeheartedly paid attention to throughout the college season, throughout the off season, into Mobile, the Combine, and now. Um, I feel like this draft, maybe I'm wrong here, it's just me, Trees, but I feel like 
it's completely clueless on what's going to happen like right after the first two picks. I feel like the last couple of se- the years it's been, all right, we kind of have an idea who's going to go one through five, you know, top tens kind of locked itself in place. And then from there, it's going to be wild. But this year it's just, everything's virtual. I mean, the COVID crisis, there's no other sports, there's nothing going on. Is this year just, does it feel as clueless to you on what's going to happen after the beginning of the draft? Or is it, is it something we all say every year? I mean, I feel like we all do kind of say that every year, but, like, I actually do agree. Like, this year it does feel different. Last year I felt like we kind of knew, and then until the Giants fucked everything up with taking Daniel Jones, uh, <laughs> but, like, everything was going to according to plan at that point. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, I agree with you, but it's I think that's what's making it that much more exciting for everyone. Yeah, I mean, I guess I forgot last year the Raiders went clean and feral. Oh, excuse me, at the beginning of the draft, too, and that really caught some people off guard. Yeah, which, thank you. Thank you for that. We love Josh Allen in Jacksonville, so appreciate that very, very much. Yep. Uh, speaking of the draft, uh, I mean, let's just give some shout-outs here. How are you, you going to watch the draft tomorrow? So I'm actually going to be down in Joplin with the Miller boys. Uh, Blues report, since everything's virtual, we weren't going to New York. Um, they were actually going to invite me to New York, so I was supposed to be getting on a plane tonight to be in new york uh that was something i hadn't even told you yet because it didn't happen so i was like i don't need to bring it up but we had even talked about meeting in vegas for it this year and it was going to be awesome uh so i'll be down in joplin helping the miller boys with the production and the show and everything for bleach report and their live stream which they're going to be doing on the app so if you are listening to this be sure to go to the app tomorrow night and live stream it there uh, but I'm pretty much going to be helping with the live stream and then watching the mega show with ESPN and the NFL Network on kind of how that's done. I We've seen a lot of different, uh, what do you want to call it, like war rooms for different teams. And they've kind of misinterpreted some different pictures for other teams. Like they said the, the war room for the Chiefs was Andy Reid looking at a laptop and a monitor in shorts just sitting there taking notes, watching film. They were like, oh, this is his war room. I promise you he's not just going to be sitting with two monitors. He's going to have a whole setup like these other guys. But it's kind of cool to see the in-home office war room that a lot of these teams are getting. Like uh, Rosie Howen, the uh, general manager for the Eagles, he was on a call today, and he kind of did like a whole interview. And in front of him, he had like two monitors to his left. He had a couple in front of him with a laptop and then another screen to the right. And that was just – his, his board was in front of him for offense and defense. He had two separate screens for that, which was just crazy to me. And then he's going to have film that he can watch on the right. And then all the way across the room was a background setup for the Eagles where he was going to have his press conferences after each pick. So this dude's going to be in one part of his basement or room in his living room and make the pick. Then he's going to walk all the way to the other side, sit down in another chair, and have like a whole backdrop to do the interviews and stuff. And then the NFL Network had sent like a whole camera and iPhone to him to set up so they could do their type of interviews or camera watching uh, to kind of see like what it looks like from his point of view and kind of how he's working through the night. So to me, I think those were pretty cool. Chase, was there anything you saw like that that you just kind of caught your attention? Uh, I mean, I thought they were all really cool. Uh, John Lynch's looked super awesome, yeah. but also at the same time, his front monitors are blocking his middle monitors, and that just drives me nuts. I am a guy that, like, nothing can be in front of my screen, even if it's, like, if it's, like, the very corner where it's, like, nothing's on that, like, nothing's on part of the screen anyways. 
that just drives me. My OCD kicks in. I'm like, nope, that's got to be moved. So like, get out of the way. Yeah, just move. So, um, but his for sure looked the best. Um, yeah. and I loved how it was tiered and stuff. Like, it just seemed like it would be the best functional one. For sure. So what are, what are you doing tonight? I mean, I'm, you're a huge draft guru. I'm sure you have draft parties probably planned, but not this year or what? I mean, I'm just going to watch it, man. Like, I got nothing nothing scheduled because, again, we were supposed to be in Vegas. I had it all booked and everything. So, um, obviously, with that not happening, I'm just like, all right, I'm going to just enjoy it at home. Um, you know, I'll probably just grill up some burgers or something right before and just have dinner and be in front of the TV. So, should be yeah. good. Good setup then. Hopefully, get Miles interested now. You know what I mean? Be like, hey, this is – this is our time. This is what we're going to do here. Yeah. I mean, by our time, I don't know if you mean like the Jaguars time because that's like the, the, the only exciting part part of their <laughs> franchise. I don't know what you mean there. For the record, he is not going to be a Jags fan. I, well, I hope not. I'm not I'm not making – I'm not going to be the dad that makes him be a fan of my team. I'm going to be like, dude, you pick your own team. Unless it's the fucking Titans. Like, that, <laughs> yeah. that won't happen. Like the, I'll be like, Miles, there's 32 teams. 31 of them open <laughs> this one no like not happening. he'll understand <laughs> that's hilarious he's gonna walk into kindergarten meet a kid in the titans and be like fuck the titans like, oh, Whoa. I, so i hope so. i would love to get a call from a principal and be like so your son beat up a kid because he wore a steve mcnair jersey and i'll be like, and there's a problem love it what move what was his finishing move because we worked on it last night a lot (laughs) (laughs) she i hope he's a chiefs fan that'll be kind of exciting get to see that watch him grow up with an actual quarterback for a franchise team and you know be happy as a fan growing up i think that'd be cool for miles so what but what happens next year when we get trevor lawrence do you think uh, then that'll be exciting that will be exciting. It'll be so awesome. Chiefs will have two Super Bowls, and you got a kid from Clemson with long hair. I'll take it. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> Trevor Lawrence is awesome. So what yeah. I that? I'm not gonna be mad if you win. I know my team's not winning the Super Bowl. Your team can win it all they want. That doesn't bother me at all. Do you really think though that they're gonna tank that much just to get Trevor Lawrence? Like, is that still like solidified for you? Um, my, my legit worry is Minshew makes just enough plays. That they're not in the top three. They're like five or six. And it's just like, well, shit, now what did they do? Given they're going to have multiple first-round picks, so I think that they'll be able to make a trade to get something. Probably not Lawrence, because I think Lawrence is, you know, number one. But like a Justin Fields, for sure. Okay, so with that then, let's say Minshew makes just enough plays to be like a player of the week, like a player of the month. Like he does just good enough keep people excited and thinking that there's more and that like he's just this close to finally getting everything figured out and being the guy are you is that something you want to stick with or are you like no i don't want to be teased anymore i want a quarterback i'm tired of the blake Bortles. we kept him for too long are you is that something that you do with Minshew, or is it like no how many wins i mean how many wins does the team have that's my question eight or nine. Oh, i mean at eight or nine you have to keep him 
If you have eight or nine wins, you have you have to roll with Minshew. Yeah, but I mean, you, you're going to have multiple first round picks to trade up, and then you can do next year's as well. So I mean, if there's a will, there's a way on getting no, up there. I'm, saying, I'm but, saying I'm not saying because like it's too far to jump up. I'm saying that is enough wins that he's clearly shown that he can be a franchise quarterback. If you win eight or nine games, like he, so, this roster, you're a franchise quarterback. So how many wins? Okay, so how many losses will it take, vice versa, win-loss record for you to be like, no, we need a new guy. Like, we need to go after Lawrence. Uh, six and ten. Okay, that's fair. Seven wins or more, you're for sure keeping him. I think six is actually that gray spot, uh, and five and less is for sure a quarterback. Like, six, I could see them making the argument to stick with him because maybe the roster is just really not that good. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, six, six would be the tough one. Dang. Well, hey, exciting times. We're already talking about next year, but let's stick with this year uh, in this episode. We haven't even got to yet. We're about 13 minutes in, and look at us. We decided to hop on without a rundown. We were just going to talk to talk, and it's going pretty damn well, Chase. So let's go ahead and get into Tree Sivia, your specialty. Let me see how many guesses it takes for me to guess what's going on here. All right. The question is, do you have a piece of paper and pen? Should have asked you this before the podcast. You know what? I do. Perfect. Great. Blues Clues. Got my handy dandy notebook. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. You first would be a Blues Clues guy. So, um, all right. Player one. Player A. Okay. Uh, in his, these are the first three years in their career. So I'm going to give you two players. First three years. Um, player A played 48 games. Had 303 receptions. 303? Yep. Okay. Had 2,523 yards and had 15 touchdowns. Okay. Um, and these are receivers, or is this just. I'm going to assume so if you have 303 receptions. Okay. That's a silly question. Let's go ahead. Okay. Uh, player B played 47 games in his first three years. Uh, had 321 receptions, had 3,787 yards, and 23 touchdowns. Holy smokes. Okay, so if you're going to ask me to pick which player, it's definitely going to be B. More yards, more touchdowns, more receptions, less one less game. Uh, is that one less game due to injury, or is it just starting? Uh, I actually don't know that, so I'm not going to answer the question. Okay, who's player B? Who is it? I just wanted to see if you would slip up and tell me. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, that's not how the game works, Austin. <laughs> what are you doing? Uh, <laughs> so, okay, so receiver-wise, I mean, let me let me ask this first, because I usually, I'm not looking at three-year spans of receptions. Are these top-level guys, or are these kind of mid-tier players? Top-level? Okay, you, uh, you Julio know- Jones... Say that again, sorry? You know these names for sure. Okay. And so first three years of their career, it's not going to be from within the last three years. Um, I mean, I'll give this away. So player A has played in the league for three years. Player B has played in the league for four years. Okay. Um, is one of them Stefan Diggs? No. Odell Beckham Jr.? No, Odell's been in the league longer than four years. Has it really been five years? Yeah, he was drafted in 2015. 
Holy sh- man, time flies when you're miserable, dude. <laughs> okay, so within the last three years, I'm trying to think. Tyree Kill. Nope. Michael Thomas. Yes, he is one of uh, them. Which player is he? Player B. Yes. Okay. Okay. Amari Cooper, how long has he been? Uh, uh, four years as well. He was yeah. in the same draft. Same class, yeah. Yeah. Um, so before, since then. I'm going to give you a hint. Same division as Michael Thomas. Calvin, no, not Calvin Ridley. No way. Um, it's not going to be more from the Panthers. DJ Moore? No. No. Mike Evans, duh. Nope. He's, He's been in the way longer. Wow. When was he? Was he drafted in 2015 as well? No, he was 2014. 14? 14? Yeah. Um, golly. Okay. Someone's going to be just screaming a name at me. I could, I can just tell. So we're looking at the division, the NFC South. The yep. Bucks, not going to be Evans. Godwin's young. Uh, the Panthers, not DJ Moore. Um, Saints, clearly Michael Thomas. And here I go. Like, fourth team in the division. Slip in my mind. Tampa, okay, so we got the Bucks, the Falcons, the Saints. Who am I not thinking of? And the Panthers. Okay, so no one on the Panthers. Curtis Samuel? No. Don't tell me it's Christian McCaffrey. It's Christian McCaffrey. Bullshit. Are you serious? He's got 303 receptions. Yeah. So when you said... No, no questions asked. I'm gonna take Michael Thomas. Do you change your mind now? Because that's only his receiving yards. <laughs> Holy cow! Uh, wow. Let, let's okay. Let's. I'm I'm shocked. Honestly, this is this is absurd. So Christian McCaffrey, as a running back, played 48 games, 303 receptions for 2,500 yards and 15 touchdowns. Michael Thomas, 47 games, 321 receptions, 3,700 yards, and 23 touchdowns. So he's got another 1,000 yards and another eight touchdowns on him. But as a receiver, you're getting that more. McCaffrey's probably making that up in touchdowns for, like, as a running back. That's – I don't know. That's crazy. That's nuts, huh? Oh, my gosh. He's so good. He's so. Hey, highest paid running back for a reason, dude. Yeah. I mean, that absolutely. was a tough battle right there. That was. Right? Like, when I was doing this, I was like, wonder what? Because Thomas has set the record for the first three years in the league for most catches. And I think, I don't know if it was yards or not, but I know catches. So, I'm like, he's 18 behind him. 321 <laughs> the record for the first three years? Yeah. Holy cow. That is absurd. If you're listening to this, just go ahead and let us know if you realize that or not. I know a lot of people see McCaffrey and the numbers he puts up, and it's like, oh, yeah, you know, good year. And then you see he's get paid this much money, and everyone's always going to ask, is he worth that? You see this right here, hear it? Yeah, he's definitely earning it, especially as a receiver. Matt Rule's going to have a lot of fun with that. And Teddy Bridgewater's just going to be like, here, just take the ball, hand off, throw it, forget about it. Go do your thing, man. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, oh yeah. So, uh, who am I? Sorry. I was going to go on with something else. I'm like, wonder what I'm repeating what you just said. So I'm not going to do it. So I'm just going to keep going. Sorry for making that awkward. 
All right, <laughs> spit it out, Tommy. Come on, damn. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, okay. So who am I? In my 16-year career, and I am retired, I only had six interceptions returned for touchdowns. Who am I? And how many? How many year career? 16 years. Had how many returned? Six. Holy cow. Okay. Um, and it's got to be in like an all-time great. Yes. Charles Woodson. This is a quarterback who has thrown interception pick sixes. Oh, shoot. I, okay. So, holy smokes. Okay, so 16-year career, and they only threw six pick sixes. Correct. Okay. All right. I heard that backwards then. Uh, Brett Favre. No. Brett Favre? No, dude. That, I, know that, he, I knew he threw a that, lot of interceptions, but, I mean, how many of them were pick sixes? Because a lot of them were down the field. I don't know, but I would not be surprised if he was, like, top five in history of pick sixes. <laughs> okay. Uh, 16 years, Joe Montana. There you go. Okay. Really? Damn. Part, yeah, part two. Last year, I threw seven pick sixes. Who am I? Jameis Winston. <laughs> one more time before the draft and it's just funny and one now that i think about it i should have done this with tom brady's pick sixes in his career compared to Jameis winston last year i think that would have been better but i want <laughs> this number was just lower so i wanted to go with it but last year seven pick sixes last year not to mention the last throw of the season as well and i, <laughs> yeah. and I did the first throw of the season so, I think he, his seven. first and last ones were pick sixes. I always know they were interceptions. I don't know if they were both returned for touchdowns. Sam Darnold's first throw of his career was a pick six. Yeah. Against the Lions. Is that, yeah, yeah. On, on Monday night. Yeah. Yep. Man, that was hilarious. Dude, freaking launch all the way across the field. <laughs> shit. Not the start of yeah. one. <laughs> but then they end up going and kicking the shit out of the Lions, too. Yeah. That, that was the best part, is, like, how, like, good they were at, like, he was at, like, recovering from it so that was a line season in a nutshell like let's do all right beginning of the game after that yeah sadly yes (laughs) all right cool so i think we should just get to some draft rumors at this point that's what everybody wants to hear about it's draft day after all let's Mm -hmm. let's just talk about each team and just some rumors that are going around so as always that we do here, why we do it, I don't know. But we start off with the AFC East. It's kind of our go-to thing. I don't know why. It just happens. So let's start off with probably the most exciting team in the draft, and that is the Miami Dolphins. They obviously have three first-rounders. What rumors are you hearing right now? Uh, that they're definitely trading up. Uh, they're definitely looking at it. But it's really just a question of who are they trading up for, like what quarterback or do they get super crazy and say, you know what, we're going offensive tackle? It's definitely going to be a quarterback, though. Uh, Justin, er- or excuse me, Justin Herbert had an interview today or yesterday um, with Pat McAfee as well. You've probably seen it on Twitter. I mean, if you follow him, but McAfee asked him at the very end of it, like, hey, what two teams have interviewed you the most? And he said the Chargers and the Dolphins. Um, so. Kind of crazy to hear that. He's probably not supposed to spill that information because any other team that is potentially looking at Herbert but doesn't really give him like the heads up of, hey, we might want to go after this guy, uh, that kind of hurts the Dolphins and the Chargers because other teams are going to be like, hey, that's probably where he's going. 
I still think the Chargers are going to roll with Tyrod Taylor. I think that's they're just going to give that a year. Uh, the Dolphins, though, I can see trading up with the Lions. I, I, we know we've heard it all over the place. That's a possibility, but I don't think it's going to be for two. It's definitely going to be for Herbert. Um, in my mind, that's clearly what I'm thinking there. Because they also mentioned Dan Marino. I've, I've heard in another interview he's similar to Dan Marino. Like Dan Marino was kind of in on the search for a quarterback, and he likes Herbert. The only thing. <laughs> I'm not going to steal words here, but really the thing too was just going after with the Dolphins is Dan Marino's number. You know what I mean? So I think if the Dolphins are looking at their future and kind of what they've had success with in the past of their franchise, it's a big, strong on quarterback, and Justin Herbert matches that. Yeah, for sure. Um, I actually, like, j- just for chaos, I want them to trade up and then take a lineman. Just take <laughs> Jedrick Wills. Like, I would just love it. Just, like, what would happen at that point? Like there would be pure chaos. And I, I think actually the giants would just love that. Cause I think that is certain that somebody would trade up to get one of those two quarterbacks for sure. Absolutely. Or they just go, you know what? We take Isaiah Simmons, or if that doesn't happen, I mean, just the, the amount of trades or the players that we thought were going to go top 10 are all of a sudden falling deeper into the draft and teams are going shit. Like the guys we all thought would be here or not, and the guys that are here, we don't need. So I feel like there's going to be a lot of trades this season, and who knows how long the draft's going to take if that's the case with technical difficulties being a part of it. Yeah, and there's like some like unwritten rule that all of the uh, general managers agreed on is if trade talks take a little bit longer, nobody's going to jump them, even if they, they go over that 10-minute window. Did you see that? Uh-uh, I didn't. I guess I missed oh. it. Okay, so – Obviously, everybody has 10 minutes, and if you don't make your pick, the next team can obviously just hurry and put in some, put in their card, right, and make a pick. Like, that's just how the draft works. Wow. Uh, I guess one of the GMs came out and told a reporter that, like, hey, there's an unwritten rule that we're giving everybody, like, an extra couple minutes per, per pick. Like, don't just go and take a player. Like, give us a few minutes. Mm-hmm. And, like, just in case if this does run over because of technical difficulties or anything that may happen. So, Dude. yeah, we're going to be we're going to be watching that draft for a while. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Going to be watching it for a while. Bill Belichick's going to trade up and he, somebody's going to have technical difficulties and Belichick's going to end up with fucking somebody amazing. And he's, he's, just, with, he's probably ended up with Tua or yeah, something. Just whoever. Yep. Yeah. So. All right. Uh, the Jets. I'll go with the Jets here. Uh, sounds like. I mean, it really does sound like they're kind of set on either an offensive tackle or a wide receiver. Uh, if they are going to want a lineman on offensive tackle, they're going to have to trade up at this point. It really does sound like for sure the top three are going to go in the top seven picks. And then there's uh, Becton, who kind of it sounds like he's kind of uh, tackle four at this point. Um will still go in the top 10 or right on the verge of it, which is right where the Jets are. So I could easily see the Jets trading up just to make sure they get their guy. Unless they're satisfied with saying, hey, let's just make, at this point, wide receiver one is going to be on the board still. We take him, and then with our second pick, we'll honestly would probably have to trade up into the first round again and get a guy like Austin Jackson or Cleveland or someone like that. So Isaiah Wilson. Um, So, yeah, I mean, to me, the Jets – they're in a tough spot because this is all for Sam Darnold, right? And what's more important at this point? Is it getting another tackle? And I, when I say another tackle, it's getting a tackle. <laughs> or is it getting an actual wide receiver on this roster that can 
make big plays because right now they have Perryman uh, and he obviously flashed at the end of the year, but is that going to be consistent? And then two, then there's Jamison Crowder and Jamison Crowder is just a slot guy. So uh, to me, it's tough, but I think I would actually, I don't know if I'd want to trade up if I was the Jets and I might just take the best wide receiver and then try to trade up at the end of the first round to get whatever tackle falls. I think that's what I would prefer to do. Yeah, I, I'm exactly right there with you. I think if if you are looking at a, what we do for Sam, it's going to be like we need to get the ball out of his hand. Like, yeah, he needs time, but Darnold's good enough to avoid pressure to an extent. He just needs someone that's going to be freaking open. And that was something he struggled with last year. And making silly decisions in tough situations – Maybe you get him a guy that is going to be where he knows he needs to be when it when you know when you reach that third or fifth step in your drop, depending on what play you're running or formation of like, hey, when I get to this point, I need to be able to look here or read this situation and go, all right, this is who I got. If that person's not there, that's when you quickly run out of time and you're stressed and you just try to make something happen. Boom, turnover. And I think that's what we saw a lot last year. I would love to see them go receiver. Personally, I think tackle-wise and what you did this offseason, you didn't get any big-name guys, but, I mean, I've said this over and over and over. You've got plenty of depth. You know what I mean? Your general manager kind of came into a tough situation of, all right, what are we doing? What do we have? And didn't really show much for it. But I think with this draft, if you can do something, it's let's get some playmakers on this offense and get people excited. Absolutely. Uh, the Bills, they obviously don't have a first-round pick. They traded for Stephon Diggs. I mean, there's not a lot of coming out of the Bills camp right now just because they don't have a first-round pick. So uh, there's not much to say here. It's just they probably need an edge rusher, maybe one that they like you know, in middle rounds. They may have to reach on him for the second-round pick. Um, but, I mean, that team's just going to be deadly this year. They're going to be really good. Um, New England. So we just talked about them a bit. And – I mean, what's the biggest thing? Tua? Like, do they trade up for a quarterback or do they go with Stidham? Like, that's the biggest question. Yeah, I wonder if they trade one of their, uh, like, one of their guards and then some picks to kind of, like, move up in the draft to go after, like, a Tua or someone on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, that's what Bill Belichick's going to find the diamond in the rough or he's going to make a big splash. But he always ends up with a ton of draft picks every year and has a ton of selections. That's just what he does. I mean, he has tons of picks. He misses on some, but the one he hits are the ones that make the difference and gets them to another freaking Super Bowl. Uh, I think the Patriots are going to be a team to kind of watch out for on surprising some people the night of the draft. Yeah, and he's struggled very much on drafting wide receivers, actually, in his career. And you wonder if maybe he just says – these these top three, they're they're not missing. Maybe I trade up and get one of those three to team up with the Edelman and the Nikhil Harry and just go, okay, now whoever's playing quarterback, they have three legit weapons at this point. Damn, that would be crazy. Let's let's send it in with the rugs. Whew. Yeah. Seriously. And that offensive scheme, yikes. Yeah. Hey, we didn't even talk about the Gronkowski trade. We haven't. Uh I worked like a legit hard hour the other day or yesterday when this happened or the two days ago. And when I say that, like I had my phone away from me, like I was focused, like I was in a zone because usually, you know, you, you work and you see your phone go off, you kind of pay attention to it or whatnot. Maybe that's just me because whatever, but I hadn't looked at my phone for a freaking hour. I come back and it's like Rob Gronkowski is like rumors of him coming out of retirement. 
but doesn't want to be in Tampa. He wants to be, or he doesn't want to be in New England. He wants to be in Tampa with Tom Brady. And then it's like, boom, Rob Gronkowski has been traded for a fourth round pick to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I'm just sitting here like, holy shit. Like, this is what I get for working. I miss out on some breaking news. And it's part of it. Uh, really, my thoughts are, how good is he going to be? Were there going to be any other teams that potentially would want him? Or is it going to be, hey, this is an older tight end who's battled a ton of injuries. Yes, he was great in New England. Can he do that after a year being out of the NFL and coming back? I don't know how many other teams would have been interested. But Tom Brady gets a guy that he can rely on and trust and knows his capabilities and ability playing together. So you throw that in the mix of Godwin, Mike Evans, and a running power running back. Hey, that's going to be dangerous. And don't forget about O.J. Howard, who's still on the Buccaneers. Yeah, still. Uh, let's, let's talk on Friday. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think that it's funny that a lot of people have, like, Tampa Bay, like, as a considerate threat at this point in the NFC because of a Rob Gronkowski trade. I don't. I don't see a difference. Like, I, I still see them as third in that division. Like, they're not going to be better than the Saints. And, yeah, I'm getting suckered into it again. Still have the Falcons ahead of them. Oh, my gosh. Let's let's speak on the Falcons. I mean, we're done with the NFC East yeah. let's, or the AFC East. Let's go to the NFC South. Yeah. Okay, we're there with Tampa. The Saints have very limited needs. I Our last mock, I had the Saints trading up for a falling to a – he probably doesn't – there's no way he falls that far in our mock. It just – that's just kind of how it played out with the crazy trades we did. Um, but they're a team that I can just see going, hey, we we don't have very many holes. Like, we had this last year going really well. We can do it again next year. You're thinking they're winning the division, though. The Saints? You don't think Tampa competes for it? I don't think Tampa competes for it. Holy smokes. Okay, let's go to Atlanta then. The team that you think is getting second in the division. Or in the Yeah, the division. Rumors came out right before we hopped on to record. They're potentially looking up to go to the top two, top three picks to try and get a Chase Young. Your thoughts on that? Like, they're just going to go all freaking in for it. If they got Chase Young, I would say they may win that division. What? Dude, with him and Fowler, you got, you're getting healthy on defense. The offense still going to be great your offensive line was the weakness part because you had two rookies now they've both played a year you mm-hmm. still have like even though you lost Hooper you still you went and traded for uh uh Hurts Hurst Hurts Hurts Hurst yep and so and yeah, you got Todd Gurley Calvin Ridley Julio Gurley. Jones Dion yeah. Jones at linebacker who's their secondary they have Neil and they have Brian Poole, right? Or no, he's on the Jets. Yeah, Poole's on the Jets. Yeah, I think they have a, another Poole, though. I, it's not Brian Poole, but I think they have a Poole on the Holy Jets. Holy smokes, but... But either way, like, healthy, they, yeah. they, they, they're going to they're be wicked cornerback, right? Like They'd have to figure out what they were going to do there because they lost Trufant. But um, I think that they could, and I think that there's enough enough depth actually at this cornerback position a lot of people don't think that in this draft but i actually do think that there's enough depth in this cornerback class to find some guys later on but but if they're trading up to get chase young i mean they're giving up a lot 
almost all their picks this year and <laughs> next year and you know more so like what else they could do i don't know like yeah sure they may still struggle sometimes against the pass on defense but also i think they're going to have guys with grady jarrett and then those two edge rushers in young and fowler that they could get to the quarterback pretty damn quick okay so within that if you're the redskins are you accepting what are you accepting first and second this year first and second next year at a minimum i'll say just that That so first and second this year and next year yes what about a first and third this year uh, and a second and third next year you're not you're not dropping from two to sixteen without getting a first rounder next year. Okay, so what about? Oh my God. Okay, so a first this year and next year, the second next year and a third this year. So okay. you get four picks. Three. You're right. Like sure you get four, but you're giving one away, so you get three picks. Damn. And I wouldn't do that. Like it needs to like if you're going from sixteen to two, like you're giving up everything. Oh man. That would be so much draft capital. Oh man. I mean you're gonna have to trade someone next year to get at least a first or second rounder. Yeah. Because if you do that just for an edge rusher. Yep. But maybe at that point you're like, hey, we kinda have everything filled here on our team. Like we're okay with where we're at. Yeah, I, I truly believe that they say they're a corner and an edge rusher away. From having it a, a and a healthy season, yeah, season. yeah, right. So, um, so am I gonna get suckered into the Falcons again this year and lose a whole bunch of money? Probably again, but hey, why? One of these years it'll pay off for me. That is nuts. Okay, so let's go. Let's go to another division. I think with the Panthers, we're we're clearly thinking they go interior defensive linemen. That's about a hole they have. Or maybe they trade back and just grab a linebacker. I think maybe those are their situations after losing uh, Keekly. Yeah, exactly. I, I think they want to trade back to try to get more picks for next year. I think that's kind of where they're at. So let's go to the, let's go to the NFC West here. Um, the Rams. What are you going to do? You got you got no picks, right? So, um, sorry here. I got to check something out there. Sorry. Um so you got you got them. They're not get, they got no picks, and they got a second rounder. They're probably gonna go something on defense. They lost a lot in their defense this year, so I could see them trying to find an edge rusher or a linebacker, something like that. Safety even if somebody falls. Um, if that's really about it though, right? Like they have to just figure out how are we gonna get cap space. I mean that's their off season. Yeah. They, I could see them just like all day tomorrow. They're just meeting, just figuring out how to fix their cap problems. Not, not even worry about the draft. So, um, they're boring at this point. The Cardinals. Let's talk about the Cardinals. So, they obviously everybody thought they were going to go wide receiver there. They obviously trade for Hopkins, still Hopkins, whatever terminology you want to use. Um, where do they go? And I still think that they would love if C.J. Henderson was there. I still think that they would love that. Like, there's enough weapons in this division. They need to slow them down. Their offense is set. I think that they could easily go a, a Brown, a Derek Brown. What pick are they at? Six? Eight. 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 
Yeah. I think they do go a corner. I like, I wouldn't be surprised if it's a CJ Henderson. I mean, we've heard more talks today that Henderson is kind of getting more talks of being a top 10 pick and I'll give props to you and Melo. I mean, you guys are the two people I've heard talking about him the most, like kid out of Florida, willing to tackle great speed, good size. Hey, that's a real possibility of him going to the, the Cardinals. And if that's the case, like, that's going to be awesome for him to learn from Patrick Peterson, Buda Baker back there as well. That's that's a decent secondary with a pass rush that doesn't get the recognition it deserves either. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Niners, that's an interesting one. I'll let you kind of take this one off first. So what do you think the Niners do? They have 13 and 31. Well, shoot, I was talking to some 49 fans today, and it looks like they're wanting to trade back and just get a fucking quarterback for next year. Um I don't get it. I don't know why you want to move on from Jimmy Garoppolo already. Like, I know you just lost in the Super Bowl, and you're going to blame him. Hey, that's the defense. The Kansas City Chiefs defense just made plays, baby. Like, hey, they made the they made the right play at the right time several times, if you know what I mean. Like, the Chiefs did their part in winning. So, I understand wanting to move or being upset with Garoppolo, but not wanting to move on from him. I mean, this is a guy that you essentially stole from the Patriots because Bill Belichick was pissed at Tom Brady, excuse me, and the ownership for wanting to keep Tom instead of moving on with Jimmy Garoppolo, who I don't think would be would be in a position of being hated on this much if he was with the Patriots, if that, if that came out correctly. So if I'm the Niners, if there's not a receiver there, and a corner or offensive tackle that you just desperately want or you're not in a position of feeling like you're reaching – yeah, maybe you do trade back, but I wouldn't trade all the way out of the first round. I would maybe put yourself, you're going to go from, what are they, 13? I would try and get myself into the 20, 25 range with one of those teams. So you pick there, and then about another six, seven, eight picks, uh, picks later, you're up again at 31. Or maybe you bundle both of those, jump up in the draft, and just go, hey, we got a guy right here that we know is going to make plays and be a key factor. Maybe that's an Isaiah Simmons. I know that sounds absolutely absurd, but... I mean, who else are you going to jump up and take if you're the Niners, aside from a receiver or an offensive tackle at this point? Yeah, that's fair. Uh, I think that they are going to desperately try to trade back, even if it's five or six spots and they only gain like a fourth rounder, like just because they need picks so badly. Um, and the, the I think it's is Judy or Lamb there? Yes. Then we're staying. No, okay, we got to trade back just to get more picks and then go from there. Um, I don't know if obviously Henry Ruggs' speed is just very exciting, but does Ruggs actually fit into this offense the way they need what they need out of wide receiver? Like I kind of feel like they got that guy in Debo Samuel last year, and I know they're different. Like the speed is different. I get that, and Samuel's a bit, you know, maybe a little bit tough. I mean, Ruggs is still a very tough guy, but like Debo was known as like this tough dude you know yeah so I mean, we saw we saw him do in the super bowl what essentially they would have rugs do he's just faster but i mean yeah. samuel is fast enough to make a difference yeah exactly so like what does that offense do and obviously shanahan would figure it out you know but i just think that they're looking for a guy like judy or lamb and if not then i think it's a it's in that justin jefferson range and i have this gut feeling they're going to steal jefferson from me by the way actually speaking of draft day i have a little like post-it note in here in my pocket that says Justin Jeff Justin Jefferson, no matter what. Yeah. I don't know. If you would have pulled him out, I would have gone nuts. I would have freaking <laughs> probably just got up and walked away. Like, this dude is absurd. <laughs> um, for the record, though, uh, that's how I feel about Justin Jefferson right now. So, 
Um, all right. And then we got the Seahawks. They're going to trade out of this pick. In all reality, I mean, I don't know if you saw this, but uh, since uh, Schneider became their GM, he's traded out of the first round or traded back almost every single year. I think there's been one year that he hasn't. Well, I think a lot of that's because <laughs> they don't have enough. They always end up in a situation where they don't have any picks. <clears throat> and they're like, shit, like we need to find a way to get more. So last year, I think they had four four picks and then they ended up with like 11 or 12 by the end of the draft Mm -hmm. yeah so i think that's if you only have four picks you're really not giving yourself much options to be like fuck it like hey we ain't picking here (laughs) no one's here that we need we're getting out of here let's get some more picks and try and make it happen and it's worked well for them i mean it has but how many do they have this year do you know off the top of your head uh i think they have six six or seven i think they're they're right in the normal range yeah so for me it's they're in this weird area where they want an edge rusher, they want an offensive tackle, and I think they're going to be in this no man's land um, when they pick, where they're just not going to be available. So um, I'm still holding out hope, even with all this drama with Yannick, that they just end up just giving up that pick for Yannick come draft day. Uh, I don't think that's going to happen, but I'm going to hold it. I'm going to hold out hope that, that first, they're just a first rounder for him. Yeah, just pick. 27 26 whichever one they are i can't remember at this point um just straight across 100 percent, easy like no questions asked it's about what the chiefs did last year with frank clark so yeah yeah so um in the end i i could see the lions trading i think they have 35 i could see like a 35 for yannick a pretty even deal at this point wow so lions get jeff akuda and then trade for yannick yeah that's their first two rounds that's that's a win. That's not a bad draft. That's a win for them. So uh, since we're talking about the Lions, let's just move on into that that division, yeah. NFC North. That's what we think is going to happen. I I truly actually don't believe that they trade out at three. I actually think that they just say Jeff Akuta's our guy. We're getting him. So I'm going to disagree on what team they tra- like. If they trade back with the Dolphins, so the Dolphins can get up to three and get Herbert or Tua, what it, like just so they make sure no one else is jumping them. Like if the Redskins take Chase, but like I'm calling the Lions, like hey, your guy's probably still going to be there at five. Let's just make this happen. Like let's do this quickly and let's just keep this thing rolling because we need to get our guy, our quarterback for the future, and you want a corner who's still going to be there in two picks. Because, I mean, you're not going to trade again. So the it really comes down to who do the Giants take? Because I don't think the Giants, yeah, they're going to want to trade back. But is a team willing to trade up to four to get Jeff Okuda? Or is they going to want to get the other quarterback or an Isaiah Simmons or a tackle? Right. And see, that's my argument is with all the rumors of the Falcons wanting a cornerback and moving up, the Jags wanting a corner and moving up, dude, the – Cardinals get creative and move up. Like I think there's enough teams that want a, a cornerback, especially Jeff Akuda, that they would do anything to trade up to four. And then, then what do the Lions do? They're just like shit. I mean, given they'd be very happy with Isaiah Simmons. Like, don't get me wrong. Yeah. I mean, that's a very good second, you know, second prize. But are they willing to risk that? Is it the drop down from Akuda to Simmons not that big that it's worth that risk of whatever extra picks they get? What Bro. about this craziness? The Dolphins trade up to three. They select a quarterback. The Lions are scared that another team's going to trade up with the Giants, so then they trade back up to four. So the picks that they essentially get, they just go ahead and give one of them to the Giants. They're like, let's switch spots. 
and boom, we get our guy either way. Is that too crazy, or is that just pointless? I mean, so the the Bears traded up one spot to get their quarterback, right? Given this yeah. is another trade up, but so let let's just play the game then. So if what if the Lions got pick five and eighteen, or five right. and twenty six, whichever that's, one. That seems fair. Yeah. I just we'll, we'll say five and twenty six. I think that's the most realistic thing. What are you trading to move up to four? You're not giving up 26. Like you're giving, you're going to try to give up like a fourth rounder, fifth rounder to move up one spot. And I don't know if the Giants do it. I, I'm going to say you're probably going to have to give up a second next year. Yeah. What did the Bears give up? They gave up a third rounder. But so I mean, if you're the Giants and you're hearing offers from all these other teams that want to come up, like you're going to give me one spot back and then a second rounder next year. And I also got the Falcons on the other line. I got the Jaguars on the other line. Let's say another surprise team is on the line as well, being like, hey, we're willing to give you our couple extra first-round picks here. Like, what offer do you take? Do you take multiple first-rounders, or do you just trade back one spot and still get the guy you want? I mean, yeah, that's that's the hard part. I don't know. I don't know what you do. The Lions would look like idiots if they – Trade <laughs> back they, and then trade up. <laughs> if they traded for 5-26 and 26 and then traded – up so they gave up five to get four but then they gave up a second rounder that means they traded i mean guess not like then they traded back one spot and got picked 26 yeah so i mean you, you lost get the second first rounder. rounders you got your first next year you just missed the second rounder so you trade back one spot to basically trade up if they got 26 to they get they move up nine spots to move back one spot or but but I mean, sure, that sounds nice that way, right? It's like running it's just a never-ending circle of like, what the fuck is gonna happen? <laughs> yeah, because now all of a, but then you look like an idiot when you think about like they had 26 already and they had 35. Like they gave up pick 35 to move up one spot. I just don't think it's worth it. Is so, there, is there any other team in this division that we need to touch up on on possibilities? What are the What are the uh, Packers gonna do? I think they're going receiver. Like I think. Do they I trade up? I, I agree. It's, yeah. Do they get aggressive and try to trade up, or do they say this this draft is loaded? One of the guys that we like is going to just fall to us at thirty. I can think. I can see them being like Justin Jefferson or Denzel Mims. One if if one of those is there, we're just going to take and roll. And if not, maybe we trade back into a more comfortable spot to get a receiver where we would feel like we're not reaching on somebody. Gotcha. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I think that's it for that division. Let's uh last one in the NFC. So NFC East. Mm-hmm. So we got the Redskins. We've talked about the Redskins a lot. Um, so we don't really need to talk about them. They're taking Chase Young. Like they're unless they get something crazy from the Falcons or somebody like you're taking him. Giants. We've also talked about them. Most likely a offensive lineman, but like, do they get crazy here? That's the question. Do they get do, do the Giants just ruin the draft? And that, by ruin, I mean, like, everybody's thought of what, how the draft was going to go. Probably makes it more exciting, like how they did last year. So, like, what, I mean, what is that? Taking Isaiah Simmons or taking a Derek Brown or what? I would say taking anybody but an offensive tackle or Isaiah Simmons, because those are the two most common mock to them. So, not taking one of those two. Okay. So, let's say they take a Derek Brown, because they're not yeah. going to take a corner. They they did that last year with Baker out of Georgia. Um, they also took a defensive tackle last year with the pick that they got from OBJ. Uh, Dexter yeah. Lawrence. Damn. 
So if they if they don't take a tackle or Simmons, I think every team after that that wants a tackle is just going to go absolutely nuts to get up there and try and get their guy. Yeah. Or that works out perfectly for the Cardinals with taking a tackle. But yeah, that would be absurd. I don't know who they would take though. Me either. I mean, then again, I also didn't think they were going to take Daniel Jones. So hey. True. Yeah. Cowboys. Uh, what do we think the Cowboys do? They're going corner safety. Like, they're they're so focused on that defense. You know, they just lost one of the best corners in Byron Jones. Like, hey, we need to find a replacement, whether that's Gladney, Xavier McKinney at safety. I think those are some names that are going to be put there for them. Yeah. It's Christian Fulton for me. I think I think I think this is Lance. But I mean, obviously, that's what we did in the mock as well. But I think that I just feel like that's the pick. So yep. uh, and equals they're yep. they're going receiver like 100 percent. I think they they need someone to catch the freaking ball. And I wouldn't be surprised if they find a way to trade into like pick 10 with the Browns. Like, let's say the Browns are just kind of in a spot like, yeah, we'll take a tackle, but it looks like other teams are moving up here, so maybe maybe one will fall. You know what I mean? Like, maybe the one will just keep sliding, or we'll settle for a guy that was kind of high on our board but wasn't the guy we wanted, um, and we can get extra picks for the draft, and the Eagles land a C.D. Lamb or a Judy or a Ruggs. Like, they land one of those three guys up there. So what about this? What if they traded up to, like, 10 because Isaiah Simmons fell? They need a linebacker. And they give up picks for like next year and later this year, but they keep their second round pick so they can get whatever wide receiver falls in the second round. They get their wide receiver there if they feel like this class is deep enough. If Isaiah Simmons is there, that makes sense. But then I feel like the Browns are just going to stay and take them since they lost Schobert. Agreed. Yeah. Don't disagree there, but I'm just trying to throw out there like what what are these yeah, options yeah. here? Yeah. So all right, AFC. Let's go with your division, AFC West. Let's start with the Chiefs, defending Super Bowl champs. Um, they only have f- four or five picks this year. Five, six. They're trading back. I don't think, I don't think they're going to be aggressive in the first round. I, you know, there's rumors of them trading up to go after somebody, or people are mocking a, a running back to them or a center. I think, yeah, they want to do interior offensive line, but I think they're a lot happier with their offensive line than a lot of people realize. Like Austin Ryder, he's. He's not an awful center. Like he did his job last year. They just won a freaking Super Bowl. If anything, they're trying to solidify up their guard spot on who's going to help there. Because I think they're personally, I think they're fine at center. But I'm also not going to sit here and try and act like an offensive line expert. But I've watched a lot of the Chiefs football, and it seemed like a lot of the pressure was coming from a guard spot, uh, that left guard in particular. But I see them trading back and then getting uh, a Grant Delpit. Like I, I really think that is someone that they would attack who's going to take that Daniel Sorensen type role because Daniel Sorensen is getting a little older. They call him Dirty Dan. He's loved by Chiefs Kingdom. But, dude, you get another kid from LSU that wore the number seven to go back with your leader on the defensive side of the ball who held the same number at the same university. Uh, I think that's going to be huge for Delpit and that franchise, and that's going to be terrifying for that defense if you add a Grant Delpit with that size, speed, and strength that he has. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that. Uh We'll go with the Broncos next, and you want to say they're going to go wide receiver, get Drew Locke another weapon, uh, but I actually kind of liked it. More, more than I thought about it, I liked what you did when we traded down, and then you just went best player available, and it ended up being a linebacker, mm-hmm. and it's not their biggest need, but I feel like this defense kind of just wants to get more athletic again. I get like they were when they were going to the Super Bowl. They were a super athletic team. Like They had... 
Brandon Marshall and them, like when yeah. he was in his prime on, you know, at the linebacker position. And I kind of feel like they want to get back to that. Uh, I wouldn't, you know, rule out. I mean, they have, they trade for AJ Boye, obviously. I could see them doing another corner though. Uh, I think they're good at safety. Their edge rusher is obviously fine. Um, is Kinlaw an option here if he's there at 15? Yeah, I mean, Kenlaw is more of an interior defensive lineman. So, I mean, exactly. you, have, you have Chubb and, oh, my God, Von Miller, and yeah. you lost Derek Wolf was a huge part of your interior defensive line. Yeah, that makes sense. Like, that's that's a possibility if he's there. Yeah. So, and do they finally move on and actually get a tackle as well? Um, Bowles has just not been the guy, kid out of Utah. So, like, do they finally make that move? Tough to say, but um, yeah, I could see. I still think they go defense. I guess is where I'm getting at. I kind of don't. I don't think that the the wide receiver they want is there at 15. Yeah. Um. Let's go to the Raiders. I think they're going receiver at pick 12, correct? Right after the Jets. 12, 12 and 19. Uh, I think if any receiver is there, they're just gonna grab them. Like they don't give a shit. Like if it's C.D. Lamb, awesome. We got size. If it's Jared Judy, cool. We got O.B.J. If it's Henry Ruggs, like. Let's see what the hell the Chiefs are doing. Let's try to have some fun here because Gruden's going to love that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm with you. I think that that's like kind of their only option at this mm-hmm. point. I mean, but or do they feel comfortable thinking that somebody like Justin Jefferson or somebody's going to be there, Denzel Mims at 19, and then they go a different position here? They they need cornerback. Do they want a linebacker? Uh, do they want Anyone, I mean, their defensive line was pretty set, so I'm not going to go there. But, shit, we've, we've said it way too much, but do they choose a Jordan Love? Like, do they want to? Like, is I, would, I would fan, love that. Yeah. A Jordan Love-Justin Jefferson combo at 12 and 19, if I was a Raiders fan, you, you'd have to be excited. I'd be so happy. Like, if, if I'm truly a Raiders fan, I'm clearly a Chiefs so freaking behind me. Uh, Like, yeah, it's <laughs> – sorry, I just – dude, I got a signed Alex Smith jersey behind me. I finally got it on the freaking wall. I'm pumped, dude. The story of me getting the sign, never thought it would happen. I look up, son of a bitch is standing right in front of me. I take my jersey off, and I'm like, will you sign this? He's like, you got a marker? I was like, uh, no. Someone else hands me a marker. Dude signs it, hands it back, looks at me like I'm going to ask for a picture, and I was speechless. I turned around, and I said, holy fucking shit, like 20 times, and then I just put it on, and I walked out, and then we went to a Royals game directly after the practice, and yeah, it felt awesome. So I'm hanging it up on the wall behind me. Big Chiefs fan. But if I'm the Raiders, and I get love in Jefferson in this spot, I'm, I'm loving it. Yeah, for sure. Loving it if you got love at 12. I get it. I get what you're doing there. All right, and then we got the Chargers, and I really just want them to get Isaiah Simmons just because I want to see that defense. Uh, but in the end, to me, it's no questions they take uh, offensive tackle here. Yeah. I don't think there's any question. I don't think they go quarterback. I don't think that – I mean, I think they're just like, we're getting this. We're solidifying our offensive line. We're good. Tyrod Taylor, now you're protected. And whoever our quarterback is next year, if it's you or somebody else, we don't have to worry about offensive line. I think that's a good spot. <clears throat> All right. AFC South. Houston Texans. Do we even want to talk about the Texans? No, fuck them. Bill O'Brien's going to mess it up. Who gives a shit? The Titans, yeah. fuck them. Fuck them. <laughs> I agree there. But I will say with the Titans, they're very much, and given they pick right next to the Seahawks, they're in the same land, right? Like It's like, are they going to be no man's land when the draft comes? Or is somebody like going to fall to them? 
and and always right people fall but you wonder if like they're going to be in that range where it's like shit like everybody that was falling got picked in the early 20s and so like do we just try to do whatever we can to trade out even if it's only getting a third round pick back and we keep saying it and there's not going to be that there's not going to be that many trades i don't think i don't think it's going to be everybody's trading i think there's going to be a lot of trades i'm just saying we've set a trade a lot here today uh I think a Kenneth Murray or Patrick Queen is a real possibility. For Me too. There. Patrick Queen, for sure. I think that that's, I think that's a solid pick for them. Uh, the Colts, one of the more exciting teams for the draft as well, because you just don't know what they're going to do. They obviously had 13, traded for Buckner, which was a great trade for them. I mean, it was a great trade for both teams, which is actually fun to see. Uh, and then, so they pick at 34. And do they, the question is, is if a guy like Jordan Love or hurt you know Jalen Hurts like do they do they trade back up that's the biggest question do they want a quarterback or are they or did they give the keys to Philip Rivers and say it's you like we're we're gonna draft a team to help you win this year and a quarterback is not gonna help us this year so defensive side of the ball um I think on offense if there's a prime receiver there, like if there's a big bodied receiver, I think you roll with it. But damn, I'm thinking like it's gonna be defense. They need they need an edge rush. I think they're okay with corner, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if they went a safety or a corner either. Like I think it's gonna be a clear offense or a defensive pick, excuse me, because I think like you just said, if they do go quarterback, how does that help them this year? Because last year they were in a position where they thought they were truly going to the Super Bowl. They were in a spot with Andrew Luck. You get to game four preseason, dude decides to retire. So now you're kind of essentially rebuilding your Super Bowl team, and it's who can we get that's going to plug and play and get us there with Phillip Rivers. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. All right, we already talked about the Jags earlier in the episode. I kind of gave it away of what I wanted and everything. So we don't need to bring them up again. Uh, and then last division, NFC North. So let's go with the former number one seed in the playoffs, the uh, Baltimore Ravens. And they're stacked on defense. Uh, do they try to find somebody at guard to replace Yonda? Um, or do they go big bodied wide receiver? I mean, those are kind of the two biggest options. They're just a team that's just so good at trading. Again, I could see them somehow trading you know, whatever they have, pick 20, whatever they have, five, something like that, and like getting like next year's first rounder for it. Like that's how good they are. <laughs> just so, working some magic. Um, With them, I wouldn't be surprised if they got super crazy and just took a safety. Like, like, hey, let's just add to our back end secondary. Let's just get like coverage sacks. Like let's put these teams in this division that are that like to throw like the Browns. The Bengals are going to want to do the same thing after Joe Burrow. I don't know if that's a team we want to discuss because it's pretty set on that's who they're going to go, number one, duh, of course. But, like, the Steelers as well with Big Ben. Like, if you're the Ravens, like, hey, let's just not give this guy any options down the field. And if they do get the ball down there, we're going to beat the shit out of them with these hard-hitting Earl Thomas and whatever other safety they get, like a Xavier McKinney if he's there. Like, you put those two back there, holy smokes, dude. Yeah. No, I could see that as well, for sure. Uh, you brought up the Bengals, and yes, I, actually, I think there was reports about an hour or two ago that the Bengals contacted Burrow today and said, you are our pick at number one. Your congratulations. So, yeah, 
I saw that on CBS, CBS, I think. I can't remember. There's somebody that reported that they contacted Burrow and let him know that he was going to be the first pick today. So um, no surprise, though. Obviously. Yeah, for sure. Um, with that being said, Bengals, could you not use the entire clock tomorrow? Like, if it's really going to be Burrow and you already know and you've already told him, can we just, like, start off the draft with, like, Goodell yeah, just saying, Goodell just being, uh, Cincinnati's on the clock. Oh, shit. Okay, they already took it. Like, just, like, within seconds. Like, yeah. let's not waste everybody else's time. Tomorrow's going to be a long night for all of us. Let's just, let's start off on a high note. So, I think, like, I I think that's a good idea, and I think a lot of people love that. But you also want to give Joe Burrow his moment. Like, you want him to be able to, you know, experience all of that, that full length of time. Who knows the background paperwork and shit that's got to be done. Because with the way the draft works, like, every team is represented at the draft. Of course, that's not going to be it this year, but... Everything's usually done with a card, and that person's got to walk up to the table, hand it to the commissioner, and then they go from there. So this year, I mean, who knows how much longer or shorter that process takes. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. All right. And then we have the Browns. And they're at 10. We kind of talked about them a little bit ago. If Isaiah Simmons is there at 10, I think that's a dream scenario for them. A lot of people have them at uh, taking an offensive tackle, which they desperately need. Are they one of those guys, even though they're all analytical at this point, do they still trade up? Do they say, shit, the run on tackles are starting? What do we have to do to get up into that top seven? Mm-hmm. Uh, like a, like a, them with the Panthers trade just seems like a perfect fit. Like get up into that top seven, get a guy, Panthers trade back. They still have a top 10 pick, plus they get an extra pick. And honestly, the Panthers might be okay with having that pick be next year. Maybe it's next year's second rounder, right? And it's just like – Bang or Browns, you can keep doing whatever your plan was the entire draft. Yeah. So. That's it. Yeah, I think that's it. Really, I mean, do anything with the Steelers? I don't think we even talked about them. Oh, yeah, sorry, because they didn't have a first-round pick, so I wasn't going to bring them oh, up. But um, get about it. Yeah, so, I mean, they, they, they were aggressive last year, though, trading up for Devin Bush. Do they get aggressive and try to trade up again this year? Obviously, they could. I mean, that's not out of the realms, but I kind of think that they're happy with where, where their team's at, and they, they got their game plan. Steelers are a good organization. They're always under control. So Very true. So, hey, an episode where we thought we weren't going to have too much time to talk about, we've put ourselves just over an hour. So, uh, again, thank you guys for listening. Uh, I hope you enjoyed draft day. Thanks for listening to us. The day of the draft, hopefully this gets you even more excited. If you're watching us on YouTube and you have any tips, let us know. We are expecting this to suck. Let us know how much it sucks and how much it doesn't. Either way, you're not going to hurt my feelings. We're all learning from it. Let's grow together. This is why you're here. We thank you and appreciate it so much. Uh, Trace, I want to let you roll us out of here, but do not forget to subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. That helps us let us know what you like, what you don't, and honestly what you think of us. So either way, we'd like to feel good about ourselves. If you want to beat us down, just go ahead and do that as well. But either way, up to you. Yeah, absolutely. And you can follow us on Twitter, talking underscore football. Uh, for me, it's at Justin Trace. And then at Austin, it's A Austin Cham 33. <laughs> A Austin? Austin Cham 33. What the hell was that, brother? <laughs> I don't know. I, I, hey, Austin Cham. <laughs> this always throws me off. I don't know exactly what it is. I'm like, I just know it because you're in my favorites and I can tweet at you whenever I want super easily. <laughs> So, T-I-N-C-H-A-M-3-3. There it is. 
makes total sense and why it's that. So, all right. We appreciate you guys. Thanks a lot. Tonight we've been talking.